Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I am your host, Little Sister. Can you find another way? Smith, to my left, Ralph. Mr. Bubbles? Mr. Bubbles! That's appropriate. Harry? Hey, this game felt a lot like Farming Simulator because I did all the harvesting. Oh! Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Got the bad ending. <laughs> Clark. You can call me Big Daddy. Ooh. Mr. B? Oh, that is, that is way too accurate. I don't I don't want to do it anymore. Clark, you're a big daddy? Oh, God, okay. no. Well, on... well, I'm never going to get an erection again. Nope. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> as, as I look at his pants, it's, it's chubby. It's okay. <laughs> well, tonight is Bioshock. Thank you, Andy. This is his choice. Thank you, it's Andy. One of his. Thank you, sir. And this is inspired by you, so I apologize ahead of time for everything that is said. So let's get started with some initial impressions. Uh, oh, excuse me. No, nope, uh, appropriate. Well, uh, since you got oh, oh wow, since you Man. wanted to speak first, Clark, go ahead. Initial impression. So my initial impressions of the game. When I first saw the trailers for it, I was really excited. It's when I actually followed video games a lot more. Like, I was always constantly looking for previews and looking for reviews and things like that. Preview, review. Yeah. Preview, preview. Game trailers? Yeah, like game trailers and stuff like that. I used to watch them. And yeah, I got on the hype train, and the first time I played it, I was totally not disappointed. But I played it on a 360 and not at launch. Fanboy. No, no, no. Fanboy alert. Give him some space. Why is, why is, it, a, why is it a fanboy nah, I'm alert? just teasing you. All right, all right, go ahead. I 360 first. Fuck you, Ralph. Nintendo boy. <gasps> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you're not allowed to accuse anybody you of being a no. fanboy, you Ralph. You can't say that about me. You do you, boo-boo. That's what you got, Clark? Fair. No, that's it. I mean, I was really excited for it. Uh, this time around, I played it on the PS3. Different, re- different, much, much, much different results. Blasphemy. Maybe. It's not blasphemy. I know, I know. Harry, you have impressions of initial. Give them to me. <laughs> okay. Give it to me, Harry. So, ow, ow. This was this was an early game in the 360 generation, correct? Oh eight. It was like mid. Well, I mean, uh, I was already late getting the 360. Um, Came out oh five. I so. feel like yeah, this was, was one mid. of the first games I played for the system. Actually, that's likely. John let me borrow the game, and funny, it's still his copy that I have. <laughs> <laughs> So I played it before, and I got about halfway through the game, and then I think I just lost interest the first time around. Oh, my. I remember the first time playing it, I was having a real difficult time managing my resources. I was always scavenging for more ammo or more money, or I felt like I was always 
without resources in the game, and I, I found it very, very challenging. That's how I live my day-to-day life. Scrounging <laughs> for ammo and money. <laughs> I'm just challenged. And plasmid, something to stick in your arm. No, that got dark, sorry. Whoa, yeah, no. no, 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 no. Wow. Whoops. Wow. Oops. My lord. Oopsie. Uh, so revisiting the game, I did have this impression that I was going to have a very difficult time playing this game, but I guess I remembered enough of my previous playthrough to be a little bit smarter about my playthrough, and I, I had a much easier time this time around. Good stuff. Ralph. That's, that, Harry, that's kind of interesting. I, I had a similar experience, actually. Like, I was ready for this this game to be like a bear, and Rawr. found that I... And I decided that I was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, and I was going to get mauled in the beginning and then be fine the rest of the way. Spoiler Just kidding. Alert. That doesn't work. Have it. That metaphor doesn't work. I was going to make a joke about Ralph being pretty common with bears. <laughs> what? <laughs> get mauled by a bear. Ralph is a cub. <laughs> bears? No, you don't know about bears and cubs. That's okay. I'm I'm about to educate you, Ralph. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, we'll wait till the microphones are off. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. Do a, do do a Google search. No. And, and no. Do, do no. bears and cubs minus sports minus animals. Just do that. Fu- what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. I, I, it's, well, it's, it's, it's we'll a, let you know. It's okay. okay. It's a, All right. It's a tech, anyway. It's a tech anyway. way to search stuff. It's called. You know what? It's called bullion searching. <laughs> you're you're. <laughs> No, bullying and no. searching. No, no, no. It's, it's a real I, thing. I, I, You're interrupting I, I, my initial impression, and I feel threatened by it. <laughs> oh, oh! Oh, shit! Oh. I feel derailed The now. tables have turned. I feel, I feel some type of way. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Okay. We're going to have to move seats again. <laughs> yeah. this Rotate seats. All right, so... Like my spot. My initial impression with Bioshock. You're starting over? Yes. You I'm starting now. I, I didn't now. even begin... Not really. before. Or I didn't after. get a chance Just to now. talk about Bioshock What's happening for me. Oh my! As a person, jeez. All right, an acquaintance who I don't speak to anymore turned me on to this game. Oh, what? I didn't have a 360. What happened? I don't want to get into it. Anyway. Oh, oh my! Oh, I didn't know about Damn. Bioshock. I didn't know about System Shock Two. It was just kind of a, uh, Bioshock's a thing, and it's really good. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I remember seeing the cover a lot, but. I didn't see any trailers, I didn't see any gameplay, I didn't see anything like that for this game. So, it was one of my first Steam purchases, I think in 2009, but I oh, didn't play it because, back. yeah, I didn't play it because I didn't have a PC that could handle it. Oh. And I think this is one of those transition games where I had a laptop that I used for school and for gaming, mm-hmm. and then I got another one, yeah. and that was like the game that like pushed me over the edge to get it. It edged you. You were edging with this sure, game. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <what>? Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The drip came out. <laughs> big Daddy, Big Daddy, Big Daddy. <laughs> what is it burn now? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel so interrupted. All right. Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Little Sister. <laughs> Oh, oh, little little oh, sister. Okay, but can't you find another way? Come on, Lulu. Would you kindly continue? Would Where you? the fuck was I? <laughs> I don't know. You were hiding behind the shadow. Do do so Ralph. I, Ralph. Would you kindly continue? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> stop. Turn. You can Elaborate actually and listen. <laughs> Ralph, initial impressions. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get there. I trying to get back there. I um. You got so close. 
Almost as, as if it. you were edging. <laughs> Almost as if I was edging. <laughs> you were edging towards your initial. All right, all right, all right. Let him do his shit. It's all right. No. I uh, <laughs> I will not let him do his fine. shit. No, it's fuck fine. you. It's not in my fine. house, damn it. <laughs> right on the carpet. Right on the goddamn carpet. <laughs> I need to maybe take a take a bathroom break quick. It might be a, might be a little bit. Fucking I just want to record this episode so bad. Nope. No, no, no. no. I was I'm kidding. Welcome to the like, rest of your night, bitch. Anyway. Yeah, on, so bitch. I had trouble getting it to run and it was difficult throughout. I enjoyed the game. I liked the... Just let him do it. Based on your first two sentences, I was going to say, like, just like the first time you had sex. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh. I had trouble getting it to run, and it was difficult throughout. <laughs> I feel I feel there was, a sh- there was a shift here. Like, everyone was teasing Harry before, and now it's all on to me. That's fine. I'm going to cut it in. Cut it in? Yep. Cut it in. Cut it. The first time I played it, I did struggle with it, but I had a good experience. Essentially, All in right. a nutshell. Uh, he said shell. A nutshell. No, shell. Not nut. Right, whatever. Oh, wait, nut. I get it. Uh, <laughs> not every word has a joke in it, Steve. Yes, I don't it know. Does. <laughs> Fuck you. Not you sure said about that. that. Oh, he said nut. Uh, oh, he said uh, shell. I'm uh, going to prove you wrong all night. <laughs> I'm going to make editing for myself harder. It's oh, going to be 4 o'clock in the morning. Fuck. I'm going to be like, guys, get go the fuck home. <laughs> so I have never actually played the game before. There was a lot of hype, a lot of buzz. I did He's not... Shock virgin. It it was kind of shocking the the first time I got into it. I don't <laughs> System know. shock, bioshock. It, it, it Two worked. in the pink, one in the stink. Oh. The shocker. A shocker. How did you know? The Bioshocker. <laughs> yeah, the Bioshocker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Is that like a golden shower? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't know if you pay enough, maybe? No, it's two in the pink and one in the stink, but they're drills. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. That just got it to a whole different level. <laughs> Power tools. No, the fact that uh, this game was suggested. Thank you again, Andy. This is what you wanted, so here you go. I was, um... Give him what he wants. Give him what he needs. It's all for him. This big, wet game. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> it wouldn't run if We're it making was jokes stuck. out of nothing right now. <laughs> We're literally just I like... Know, oh, wet! Know. <laughs> ah, no, wet! Look, there's like a vagina! And oh, my God! It's so great! I was... I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I would I probably would not have played this game at all if it wasn't brought up for review. Really? Yeah. Even though it was a, a really big franchise, obviously it had a span over years, different consoles and different um genres, I guess, because I've heard a lot of different things from different people. I, I probably would have never actually picked it up. But I'm happy that we did. Because, you know, I always wanted to play Fallout Light, so it was great. I mean, Fallout um, Light. I mean, I always wanted to play Bioshock, so Fallout it, it worked out no, really I, well. I, I actually agree with you. I wouldn't have played the first one. Um, Bioshock Infinite is an yeah, amazing uh, but, game. Which, obviously, that has a giant cult following. Is it, though? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's... Is it amazing? Better than this. I don't know if it's amazing. Sure? I haven't played that like 100%. either. I haven't played that either, but at least just playing this... Another if, day, Clark. If it has better any combat, type of plasmas, integration between Bioshock 2 and then Bioshock Infinite, 
Because there was two and then Infinite, right? Yep. Infinite was number three. Two was garbage. Two was okay. absolutely two was garbage. a cash-in. So apparently, I can skip one. Let's just go to Infinite. I am very glad that I actually got to play this because it was. Um, it's been a while. Oh, and you don't have a 360 anymore, do you? Uh, I do have one, but it does not read discs. Like all 360s. <laughs> so you can take that back. Yeah. But yeah, that's a thing. Great. We got that out of the way. It's going to be good. Hey, boys. Let's get into some game <laughs> development. Game development. So, can I, can I start off a little tidbit before I forget about it? Please, just a little tidbit. Not, um, not the extra nub, but just a little the tidbit. Tip. The entire game was based off of one idea. Aaron ran? That... Drill hands? No, no, no. They... Did you say Aaron ran? Yes. It's Aria Nation. Did I say it wrong? It's Ayn ran. So, I ran? Excuse me. Ayn. The core con... A-Y-N. Ayn. Ayn ran. Ayn Rand. I ran. Ayn ran. Iraq. Aaron Rand, but Iraq. Okay, so everything was based off Iraq. Harry, go. <laughs> there was one core concept that they wanted to base this whole game around: a desirable resource, something to protect that desirable resource, and then the people after that resource. They didn't have any ideas on paper besides that concept, and then they built this entire game around that idea. They, they actually called built it Adam. What? Their first idea. They called it at... No, I'm just kidding. Well, well they, they, it was basically the, the Little Sisters, which were the right. desirable resource, because they harbored right. this. Well, that was at, yeah. that well, was at the end. They actually developed... They actually no, no, I'm, I'm just saying that, to... that idea. They didn't know what they were going to be, but it yeah. was that, that but entire idea. the idea is the Adam, though. Well, they came up with... They, they, they made an entire different game that was a lot more like System Shock 3, which is this... This is essentially a... Right. Spiritual successor right. too, um, but they scrapped like the whole cyberpunk thing and decided to just go underwater with it instead. And that's when they finally implemented like the little sisters and stuff like that. It's actually really interesting. Uh, one of the most interesting tidbits I came across for the development of this was all of the infighting with Irrational uh, when they were making the game. The um, Ken Levine, the guy who wrote. Like pretty much all of the Bioshocks yeah, and things I know he like did that. Infinite in this one, in System Shock as well. I think. Yeah, right. uh, he became very, very skeptical and didn't want to listen to any of like the new hires for designers and things like that. When it came to like, he's like, "No, well, this is my vision, and we're sticking to it." Oh, tried to be an alter. No, he tried to be like uh, Ryan, oh. Andrew Ryan, intentionally. Like, no, not intentionally. It's just a lot of. And this is more speculation outside of the actual game development and stuff. But like, he became very much like Andrew Ryan, where he's like, "No, this is my ideology. We're sticking to this, or you cannot work here, or I'll divide you up into groups." And that's what happened. It went from a team of six to like two hundred people, or it went from six to sixty. Okay. Uh, in the time of development and. While they were going through that whole process, he would become very, like, uh, closed off from one section of his designers. Rather than firing them, he would be like, all right, well, you guys are going to work on this spot, but you have to stick to these idioms, and I'm going to leave you to it. And then they would hire a new set of six people, and if they didn't want to roll with what his original idea was, he would... Se- no, he would section them off and be like, okay, you guys are going to work on this. Here's the goals. Here's what I want. 
you're working on that. Don't talk oh, to the don't shit. talk to the original group. Oh shit. Yeah. That's dirty. And he 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 did that for almost 60 employees. Holy shit. Really he, 60 on a game? Yeah, well there are 60. I mean for Yeah, there were 60 on this uh by the end of development. But uh they said that he would like there would be a lot of very heated debates and arguments within the developers group for the game, which I thought was really interesting. All in all, though, it is Ken Levine's game. Right. right. What, we, what we got was Ken Levine's original vision for the game. Um, not much has been altered from like what his original, how he had designed the game and what he wanted out of it. Once they set it in stone, he was like, this is it. This is it. Uh, I thought that was really interesting because usually games and stuff like that evolve. And I'm not saying this isn't an evolved game. They tried a lot of new things and they did brilliantly with like some of the storytelling aspects and, you know, integrating the, um, the, you know, the casting in one hand and the shooting in another. It's usually it's a group of designers and they all kind of collectively make an idea. This was, you know, one guy who then gets it, it. It's weird because that's usually kind of how indie development goes. Where indie developers, there's one guy that has all the ideas, and then there's three people that help him make the game. This was that, but on a greater, much larger scale, uh, where they had the backing of a, you know, two uh, K. Yeah, with everything. So like, they had a ton of money, but it was still like Ken Levine was like, okay, cool. I have all this money. I'm going to hire all these people. But if they don't listen to me, they're going to be shunned to do one specific task. So wait, this game was done by 2K. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding because there were so many logos like, Oh, in yeah. the beginning it's yeah. like 2K, this 2K Boston, 2K well, West coast. So 2K Zambia. So <laughs> it started, it started only as 2K Boston. And then, they brought the, a lot more in. Well, the different groups started forming. He was like, all right, well, you oh. guys are going to go to 2K here and work on this and, like, get out of my office. Holy shit. Yeah, like, it... it there's so a lot that's, of- how, that's how we had 2K... I think it was, like, four or five different locations. I just, I just remember the actual... Australia? Uh, like, the loading China. screens when it, when it came up. There was, like, four or five. And it's like... yeah. I'm a little used to it because of Rockstar. You have Rockstar, you know, regular Rockstar, and then you have Rockstar North. And then it's like, I saw like five different 2Ks. I'm like, well, wouldn't you just call it 2K? I understand everybody wants their, you know, acclimates for everything, but I I thought that was a bit much. That actually started off with, uh, like, one of the first companies to really do that was uh, Sega. Sega, 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 Sega had like a bunch of different like uh, developer groups where like there was like the top tier Sega developers and they were all in one group and then all of these other Sega groups. All right, we're first. I didn't and know then that. you're second. You don't mean Sega yeah. Japan, Sega you North America, like yes. yeah, you mean that? Okay, yeah. no, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what Sega, it means. If you had talent and worked for Sega, you worked in Sega Japan and you learned Japanese and you would work there, and that is how that went. If you were if you were less talented or less of a designer in the eyes of like the higher ups, you worked in North America, even if you were Japanese. I didn't know that. Yes. Holy shit! Yeah. Welcome to the real world, motherfucker. You want to do well, yeah, something surprise, great with your life? Motherfucker. You better be in the right group. Otherwise, you're just going to be shunned off to like a small town in California or New York, and then you're just kind of fucked. But you might get a mention. 
I mean, honestly, I could probably do an entire podcast where I just talk about like the developers and stuff like that and like how actual developers and writers and artists are all treated by big corporations when they're making video games because it's fucking nuts. They work like 80 to 90 hours a fucking week. They don't get overtime because they're all salaried employees. Like, And then at crunch time, they're literally encouraged to sleep at their desks. Sleep at work, yeah. S- soon to come, Clark Man podcast, how, how the actual people who make games, your games, are getting fucked over. And get ready for like a four-hour podcast. I'll sit on on that. Well, look, like I, I, I like, like I'm a software analyst, and if I didn't get paid hourly, like I would work no. Oh, overtime. you get well. We're all in that. It's like whatever job you do, you can do so much, and then you still get pushed along the side. But to work on something that's seen by millions of people, and then still just get the short end of the stick, well, then you know you're speaking for the little man. Little man still might have his name in the credits, but. You know, it's still not going to do much of shit because you're getting shit on by the big company. There you go. Little man. Okay. Wait, what? No? All right. No? No one else? Okay. I did want to say real quick, uh, completely unrelated, that uh, a few moments ago I said that the game came out in 08. Now I am incorrect. It came out in August of 07 for uh, Windows and 360. God it came damn it. Oh, wow, this is a 10-year-old PS3. game? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Plays like it's, one too. It really, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, Why? Because it's never generating health. Well, <laughs> depends on. What? But uh, no, no, no. no. We'll, we'll get into that. Okay. Has nothing to do with that, Ralph. Uh, okay. <laughs> so all shooters now have regenerating health. I'm just saying. You don't need it. <laughs> Not really. No, in this no, game, I don't need it. No, 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 I think so. I I believe we really could get into more for there is is definitely if you're interested at all uh there's definitely information and more details about the development of BioShock and it is interesting. I played the remastered version and I could find tapes throughout the game that are actually Jeff Keeley interviews with Kevin Levine. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I just found it so funny that I was like, wait, why is there Jeff Keeley in my Bioshock? Like this isn't like everybody knows who he is and he's all over the place at any any event with gaming. I was just kinda like, you know, I I, I wanted to watch them, but at the same time I was like I'm kinda sick of this dude. Well like, Jeff just, Keeley just pretty much away. has his own fucking award show. Yeah, I know. But I it the information's out there. If you're really interested in the development of this, it is interesting stuff. Search it out or seek it out. I think we covered everything with game development. Let's move on into story. Let's go right into gameplay. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Just skip story. Oh! Story. Yeah, story's not important. Not at all. Not for this game. There's no story here. There's no plot twist. Oh, wait a minute. I think there's a little bit. This is the part I'm dreading. Let's... You're dreading story? Let's touch on this. I am because I fucking played half of the fucking game. And you don't remember the rest of it? I don't. Oh my god, are you cool. serious? Well, that's yeah. okay. Wow, okay, we're cool. here for you. I just thought it's one of the like, best and biggest video game plot twists, right up there with uh, spoilers for Knights of the Old Republic. Are you talking about like when it. you find out that you're a fucking... Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like one of the greatest. Really? Not really. It's just me. All right, well, let's well, not debate let... over whether it's good or not. Let's get into what Let's it just is. talk let's about it. Let's get into it. it. So, you're in a pod... And then you are casted into this foreign land. Please, Bathysphere. We start in an airplane. Touche. Kind of woke up in this weird place. Uh, This isn't last night. Don't don't get me wrong. And then all of a sudden, there's some like D 
demon thing outside of my little capsule, just slashing shit up. And so, so this is the world I'm in now. Cool. Let's run from here. I got the bad ending. <laughs> you got the bad one? <laughs> all right. Well, at least let, let's you get this out. I you harvested this, all this, the Adam. Even though this is a bit of gameplay, but it feeds in the story. So Harry got the bad ending. Clark, when you the, played through. The <laughs> first time that I played through it. You got uh, the incomplete yeah. ending. Yeah, you, yeah. Got a, you got a frozen screen ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, got a, I got a frozen crash screen ending. But before that, when you actually played it the first time, do you remember? Uh, I, I was kind of like middle of the road. I didn't harvest all. So I think that's by default the bad ending. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Ralph? I joined Fontaine and we ruled together. So <laughs> That's, that's I'm scary. kidding. That's not an ending. No. Would you? Anybody get the good do? ending? I got. I the got good. the Paragon good ending. Yes. Oh. I I got the full good ending. I rescued every single little. Sister. I think you're allowed yep. to harvest one girl and right. still get the the good ending. I saw that. That yeah. sounds really bad. It does but sound no, really bad. I just. I think you're allowed to harvest one girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You're allowed to harvest one little girl. Sister. Just to clarify, because that. <laughs> Fucking wow. wow. So I I got <laughs> the wow. I got the good ending. The one where they get married and stuff like that. You adopt all the little. You end I, I saved everybody. You you end up with a family essentially. Yeah. yeah. So no, I I experience that's working. <laughs> I I saved everyone. It's like oh, hard yeah. to save. Which we were talking about the one mummers where it's like I found out before I really got in depth in the game. It's like oh, you can either save or harvest, and save sounded good, and it worked out well for me. I think part of my decision to harvest them, I like I said, my last experience was running into a resource issue. I wanted maximum amount of Adam. Okay, I wanted to ask about that because when you save them, if you save everyone in an area, she gives you an extra two hundred Adam. Yeah, as like you a get bonus. You get bonus. So in the little uh, the little teddy bear presents. I don't remember offhand how much Adam you get if you. I think if you rescue them, you only get like eighty. But then, if you rescue all of them in the area, you get like a bonus. If yeah, you, you, get if a you bonus save them too. They, they I, give you uh, like packages. They'll drop exactly. off packages. And then exactly. I didn't think it was every area. I thought it was like every X amount that you save. No, but, if you pause the screen, it'll show you how many little sisters are in that area. No, I do know that. Oh, okay. I just didn't think it was a reward per area because some areas only had like two, and I thought it was like for every like three or four is when she gives you. Okay, the, it it did price. seem more based off of the amount of uh, little sisters that were around. So if you save the group, then that's where the overcat I I forget her name the the madam the one who was looking over basically the 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 Tenenbaum oh, yes. Tenenbaum no the, what was that her nickname mother mother goose <laughs> yeah which which is appropriate <laughs> but if you save so many then that's where it was like oh well thank you for not being a dick and Lady Tenenbaum Lady Tenenbaum. And her children present you with a gift. Here's a teddy bear with some Adam and maybe a placid or two. Mm-hmm. A placid. Plasmid. <laughs> like placid. Yeah, damn it. That's the first thing I was thinking of. I saw that movie in theater, actually. <laughs> oh, with the alligator? It's good. Yeah. Are we on gameplay? <laughs> I feed him. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're still on story. So we're talking about Adam an awful lot. My bad. No. Well, at least with story, uh, it, it's... It's relevant. You're, yes, you're you're led by Atlas, which he just turns out to be um, master for uh, Metal Gear Solid fans. And then all of a sudden, there's reveal. Ha! Ah, I'm really I, Fontaine. I I messed you up the whole time. 
the voice change I always find funny in this game. Yeah, it it went from oh an Englishman. Hey, hey, how you doing? No, yeah, I, yeah, I fucked you up. Like, he, uh, he goes from like uh like a, a British gentleman to like like streets of New York. Wait, isn't Atlas Irish? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was Irish. Yeah, I thought okay, he was Irish. Irish. I don't give a shit. But then at the end, oh, those Europeans are the same. My name's Steve. Yeah, if we have any I'm English racist. or Irish listeners, we apologize. I do not. I'm part I of don't you. because I got it right. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yourselves. I don't give a shit. No, I, I, judging that scene when he also changed voice, they yeah. also just slid out the profile picture. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Slid in another one. Changed I thought that it. was that was pretty funny. Again. Metal Gear Solid when Master takes off his glasses. Holy shit! It's Liquid Snake. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! He <laughs> let his hair off. down and took his glasses. I know. He shook his head a little bit. I'm like, shuka, shuka, shuka. Fuck! Shuka, it's actually shuka, him. Shuka, shuka. Shit. <laughs> but you were basically lied to the entire story. Yeah. Yeah. He goes from like, would you kindly to, oh, would you kindly do boy, this? Oh. You Would don't you? understand what you've done. Oh, wait. Ha, I'm sorry. Ha, ha. No, it wasn't English. You think Tenenbaum's going to help you? Ha, 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 ha. It's that funny. Pretty, I think pretty it's accurate. funny. I don't, I don't care if you Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum. I don't care if you go. Got Adam. We, okay. If Official ban on that. Like, seriously, we need to get away from the fucking Rambo thing. <laughs> nope. Fucking I'm Rambo. I'm never going to let it go. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't me. It wasn't it's, me. It was It was awful. awful. <laughs> I know. That's it's why awful. it's so great. It's so great. So yeah, you were you were led astray the entire time. But if you were a very seasoned gamer, you pretty much knew that from the beginning. I already knew like as soon as like the second chapter, it's uh this guy's probably gonna fuck me over. And then all of a sudden, bloop hey, I'm this guy. All right, well you fucked me over. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Great, thanks. Thanks, Healy. Did you did you pick up on the whole "Would you kindly" thing, or no? Did I it... I didn't okay. until it actually is like "Would you kindly." It's yeah. like, oh, you fucking shithead. That's that's part of the twist. Like the the twist that it's like it's got so many layers to it. It's like an onion. It's Ugh. like the "Would you kindly" it's is not a, a twist. cake. Uh, the fact that you didn't actually well, the fact that you're from Rapture is. Is a twist. You're a genetically altered human. Exactly. You. you I mean, the whole and the, the Fontaine is is not who you are. Which I'll yeah, be honest, Atlas. Oh, hold on, hold on. I, I, I did get that. Like who you are. I did a lot of reading on what the backstory was because I didn't know if they were going to get into it all in this game. You're actually who, who was the head of Rapture? You're, Andrew are Ryan. you Andrew Ryan's son? Andrew yes, Ryan, you're Andrew yeah. Ryan's son. And wait, he, wait, he wait, fathers, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's, it's his genetic material. It's okay. not his actual. So he, son. Well, so so Ryan is big boss. Are you really going to try to make this like a Metal Gear? Reference? I'm not trying to make it. I'm just pointing out the facts that are in front of me. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> are we talking? He's giving you the eyes. Clark. <laughs> are we talking Metal Gear Five? Are we spoiling Metal Gear Five? No, no, no we're not. No. Just... All right. So I did go, and and I didn't catch this the first time I played the game, but I went to like the there's like it's I think it's a strip club. You go into the back and you find that nice someone like what the one performer. You listen to her tape, and she's like upset. She's like, "Oh, it was me, and Mister Mister Ryan, just did it once or twice, or whatever." And and it turned. I I picked up on that. Andrew Ryan had a thing with this cabaret dancer, or whatever you want to call her, and she had an abortion, and someone took that genetic material that way. Is that how it happened, or no? I don't remember. Okay, honestly. I, do you, I you say yeah. you did a lot I, of reading on that? I, I did not specifically that. It was more like the war 
like the underground war that was going on. Okay, it, it there's there's may a, have a book been. series about the yes about the yeah, underground I do know war. That. There was something out of the ordinary when it came to the relationship between the two. Because when when exactly when it was like the ghost of the nice way to put it. the ghost of the dancer and right you, and you followed her back and then right. you started to pick up a little more of the story and you don't really know what's actually happening in the story you know at that present time but once everything starts piecing together it starts to get a little funky where that's that's not out of the realm of something that could have happened yeah i mean i might be going out on a limb by saying that that's how uh, our character is is created but it seemed to fit yeah. And that was a skippable room, well, I think. I don't think you had to go there. At the strip yeah, club? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You may have at, at the cabaret. It's not a strip club. It's classy, quote unquote. It's just a bunch of girls just trying to pay their way through college. That's right. And I'm here with every 20 along the way. <laughs> every 20? I got gotcha. you. You need a Netflix account? I got you covered, girl. I got what? you, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. You want some Hulu? No. So we didn't talk about Rapture or Andrew Ryan very much. Adam unless you. I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, if you want to, I didn't really have well, much to say on them. Well, Rapture it, being an underground city, one of the most interesting settings for a video yeah, game. Well, if you're talking well, no, about okay, it, I underground, more, underwater. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off, but if it's if we're talking about story, then yeah, the entire story is based in in underground, not underground, underwater, underwater utopia of the the vision of Andrew Ryan, and he was like this. Not necessarily a thurlent, thurlent, philanthropist. Thank you. Um, but he had a vision in mind, and then, of course, with great power comes great responsibility, and he fucked it up. And he was like, actually he was actually like a political radical. Well, yeah, because uh, he was like he was rebelling against by by creating rapture. He communism, was rebelling against capitalism. communism, capitalism, and the church. Uh, there's heavy themes of like anti-religion in the in the in Rapture so as well. So if Alex Jones wanted to do his own city, doesn't he? He has a a monologue, right, where he goes about like uh, the communist says, "Give give money to your to your neighbor." The, the yeah. capitalist so says, "Capitalist sell says it this, for whatever." And the the socialist man of the cloth this, yeah. says it belongs give to it the to, church. Yeah, the yep, yeah, yeah. And then he found a happy medium between everything, except he was very 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 corrupt in his own power and then there were those who wanted to um intercept his power which that's where we found in atlas or whatever the hell his actual name was i forget it was fontaine fontaine Fontaine? yeah fontaine just it was a power struggle and tenenbaum power struggle as well and wasn't she a doctor from like a, a world war ii concentration camp doctor who was picked up by Andrew Ryan for this other stuff. I mean, I thought I yeah. listened to a tape about that. Or was that... Su- mm. No, that wasn't Su Chong. Huh. No, Atlas isn't actually in this game. Because what, what's his name again? Fontaine. Fontaine, Fontaine is, is just impersonating him to make you believe that he's Atlas. I, I think if I read correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, Like Atlas did die at some point. Or is misplaced or just missing or something like that. Like I thought they the- thought Fontaine was dead, but he survived. Maybe I blurred the two together. Yes, the, everyone is so Fontaine fakes his death to throw Andrew Ryan off of his trail because Fontaine's trying to overthrow Ryan. Right. Um. So he fakes his death, assumes the the role of Atlas. I think Atlas is okay, just so created. I had it like almost reversed. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Fontaine creates Atlas to be this alias for himself, 
but really it's Fontaine trying to go back against Ryan. It kind of gave him a redo because Fontaine was building a criminal underworld in Rapture to combat, or he just became wealthy off of this criminal underworld, Yeah, but he needed to die and be rebirthed as this uh, rebel leader to be able to actually take the fight to Ryan. So he's a good businessman. Ugh, That's what we're rebirth. finding out about Fontaine. He's like, he just, <laughs> he, he had a shit, shit unlock. You can't agree with him, but he did his work. Now, t- taking a side note real quick. All right, hold it, on. It, Let me get my pen and paper. It, it seemed like a lot of the story was told through these audio tapes. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, I don't crucify me for this, but I didn't have the patience to listen to 100% of them. There were some I just... No, well, there were so the many. Mood. Yeah. There were a lot. And I mean, not all of them were like huge to the main story. Some of them were just like a side plot to set almost the setting of this city. Yeah, which uh, the the most important ones played automatically yeah which there was a there was a big contrast between the two because you could just run around and pick up the audio tapes which is like oh you know hit to the right and x to listen to this i skipped probably about 60 percent of those i tried listening to some but if they didn't play by themselves i didn't find them as important to the story or at least the way i played the game where, hey, I picked it up, it's a collectible item. If it started playing, all right, well, there may be some type of significance to the story itself. I listened to them as many as I could to help with immersion. Like I, it, Because there, there are so few cutscenes and so few real story elements. Yeah. That that just... I, I, I mean, whatever, whatever game I'm playing, I usually go in for, for that sort of thing. Like, if... And I've found that this is something that has been a little bit more recent for me. For instance, Skyrim, there's a lot of lore oh, God. and a lot of books, but you're forced to read them and yeah. I usually skip those. But an audio tape, just click click a button and listen to it while you go about your business. I, I do that. And that's yeah, true. That, 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 that I do appreciate. That's, that's a good way to go, too, for the fact that there's so many and where it's not so forced, but you already know it's maybe I should give a listen. You know, I'd, I guess yeah. I was just trying to rush through a little bit, and I would probably get a little more info on Rapture or, like, the kind of big picture that was going on by actually listening to everything. So something I think that's important to touch on real quick, and I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on it, but... Touch it, Harry. I did like the scene where you kill Andrew Ryan. Yes. With the golf yeah. club. Yeah. That yes. was very, very dramatic. Um, and He just gave... Like, he could have just barricaded himself, like switch on some more machines to attack him or something like that but he just willingly because he the one quote he used in the game i'm gonna butcher this too is slaves uh don't get to choose how they die but me- you know the yeah, man i told you yeah. i was gonna fucking butcher it he wanted to, he wanted to choose but, how he wanted to die yeah, a man but, chooses but, a slave but obeys you're yeah, you're, like you're right because that in itself, he he knows what he created. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Ralph. Oh my God. <laughs> Just kill, Steve. Kill, talk through kill. it. Just talk through it. It'll go away. Just talk he through it. He knows what he created, but at that moment, he understood. Which was very, very defining. I was expecting something completely different halfway through. A boss fight with him? Smashing him with a golf club. 
Yeah. Because any other boss, it would be... Uh, the fact he stuck to his guns the entire time and never let it go means he knew. He already knew he was being overthrown by that point. But speaking of sticking to his guns, why didn't he choose to get shot with a gun rather than get beaten to a bloody pulp with a because golf club? It, it's it, more dramatic it for the It creates more why. effect. And if anything, you could just be shot in the face with a gun and it's done. But he still had his piece to say. He still had something to, to prove a point. deliver uh, to the character itself. <laughs> but still, and if I, I'm faced with how I'm going to die, I'm not going to be like, hey, stab me with that spoon over there. Hey, cool. That's, that's why <laughs> Is I it call, a head more, you twit? That's why I call you Bowles and he's Ryan. There's a big difference. It's you're not the one in that position. He, <laughs> I, mean, I, I in honestly, a digital video game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, great! You found the, you found the fucking difference. All right, podcast over. Harry knows he's not a simulation. Goddamn! Actually, Goddamn! Let's let's go on a tangent. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of scientists that are starting to believe the idea that we are actually in a simulation. Oh God, here we go. We're not. No, I do not. I, don't. I really that's, don't. That's not, whole, not not now. We'll do it later. That's a whole different mubbers. <laughs> but I'm just saying for now, for the effect in the game, I think they did that spot on. I honestly do. Yeah, I was looking forward to getting back it's, to that part. It, it's it's like a very off course. Walt Disney, hear me out. He created this no, utopia. No, no, I, see, I see what you're going. He created this land, and this is what he knows. He knows the truth. He was telling you the truth because he knew the entire time. And it's a small biosphere after all. It really is. It's a small biosphere after all. But you could have just done a gunshot. It could have just be over. He could have just ended himself if he really wanted to, but he didn't. Because there was a point to prove, and he fucking proved that point. And I honestly thought within the entire storyline of the game, that was one of the most impactful scenes out of everything else. Because you smacked him with the club. He got back up, said something else of relevance and importance. You smacked him again. He still came back up because he's trying to prove a fucking point. And I thought that was really, really important because that that was the thing. He wanted to drive that home. And it wasn't until after <laughs> driving, driving. <laughs> you I did? You saw, thank you. Two out of three. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be sad. You really about wanted that. to put that home. No. No, it doesn't work. No. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the story. Let's move on into gameplay. Gameplay. Welcome to the circus of. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the circus of value. Circus I still of don't value. know what the, the ammo ones. I just like. Welcome, amigo. Stop. Get some ammo. It's so, so. Is that really what it says? It's something uh, close to it. Uh, oh, all okay. I know, there's there's a bandito ready bandito. to sell me ammo. <laughs> bandito. 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 So let's start with plasmids. Okay. Uh, what was your what was your main combo? Well, uh, this is what I'm curious about, at least for gameplay. What was your weapon of choice? Wrench. Wrench. I went shocker wrench. Shocker, shocker wrench. Shocker wrench. The wrench. Really? The the one two punch with that, like that, was very useful. Even late game, the wrench was still 
because if you have the right um not augments but if you have the right uh, upgrades yeah then the wrench can still be powerful and you I can swing it faster it. and faster I, and and things like that i i just really loved honestly you could shoot guns between like the assault rifle shotgun yeah it got the job done but the sound of the kerplunk when you hit someone with a wrench it was so satisfying i'm right there with harry it's like shock blah, 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 blah. Wrench time. And I, I equipped all, the, like, the plasmids that upgrade your wrench, like, swinging speed. Right, Yeah, right. Damage. damage. Yeah. Yep. And even the ones, I, I think you got to a point where whenever you would hit somebody with a wrench, it would give you health and Eve back. Yeah. I had the one that would, um, had the chance to freeze them. Mm. Yep, I had that on, too. Yep. I unlocked so many but slots. The only problem was I tried to avoid freezing and then hitting because you'd kill them and then there'd be nobody to loot. Exactly, exactly. For the main plasmid, I preferred the electric shock. Yeah. Although I got to a certain point in the game where I didn't need to loot anymore because I was stocked up on everything. I could just expend so much ammo destroying an enemy, but I would just rather smash them with a the wrench. It's so satisfying. Yeah. I also equipped, well, I know there was like four different slots. It was like an engineering slot, a, like a tactical slot, your actual hacking. Yeah. Or not hacking. Um, no. Uh, well, engineering. Uh, kind of, yeah, engineering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like Defense. all those I went nuts on maximizing time on the, the, the puzzles. The, the, yeah. Which we should get into that. We're but going I to talk about plasma yeah. specifically. Yeah. Right. Plasmids um, first. I found a lot of the plasmids to be extremely situational, like the attack plasmids. Like, um, like if you hit somebody with the the one that all the alarms will so- sound off on that person or something like that. Yeah, like, you couldn't use that in every room. I never used it. Then there was uh, the the frost where you could freeze them, and again that that runs into the the situation of where if you freeze them and bash them apart or shoot them, you can't loot. Yeah. So I only really used like the the freezing on the big daddies, so I could make yeah. them mobile and then hit them with a rocket launcher or you know frag grenade. Yeah, and that's usually the go to I would go to. <laughs> yeah, the the go to I would go to. Yeah, when, whenever <laughs> I would go to, whenever I would attack a big daddy, it was usually rocket launcher and just unload. Yeah. Unload. Well, you could do it in like four shots. Yeah. And the frag grenade, you could load six into your arsenal. So why not? I'd usually lay down a proximity mine or two in between myself and the big daddy That's before I started smart. firing rockets as well. So it was yeah. just like booby trap after booby trap. Like, was- yeah, you said trap. I actually liked to <laughs> shock them and then use the crossbow because I remembered the crossbow and how much I enjoyed that and the fact that you can pick up your bolts so you can conserve ammo by You can by pick using them up? That. You can pick them back. Up, I, yeah. I never went that far. Well, there's it. there's an upgrade for that to reduce the chance of them breaking. Oh, well, I know that one. Okay. I just really didn't know what that meant, and I never really paid that much attention. I was just like, Pfft. so I would like eyes on the prize, shock and shoot and shock and shoot and shot and shoot and at the shock end, and shoot, shock and at shoot. the end of the big daddy, you get there and you're like, he's got like eight arrows sticking out of him, and I just <laughs> pick them all right back up. Yeah. I was always a fan of the um, insect swarm. I did like that. The only time I got to use that is when, in the game, where you can't control, uh, when you take that, uh, like, the the chemical drink from uh, the one doctor, where... Suchong. 
Yeah, where it sends all everything, all your plasmids into a whack. And right, after Fontaine does his reveal, then yeah. your body's going through like whatever. Yeah. And I thought that was actually a fun way to demo the other ones that you haven't used yes, yet. Yes, because I never picked up Insect Swarm. Sorry to cut you off. But oh, really? I, I, I never used it before that. And then it would pop up, and it was like level three. So I'm like, well, why the fuck not? So I throw the little insect ball and then just see them swarming around like, oh, shit. It's just like the, the bee level with all the hives where you have to go in and get like the, the nectar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The mm. I hated juice. that section of the game. Yeah, it was a pain in the dick. Oh, you mean the whole like uh, like botanical, like uh, where they're, they're the trees and there's a marketplace and like all that. Not that whole area, just that particular, bee the bee section. Yeah, oh, yeah, where you have I didn't to filter the... in the smoke. Oh, yeah. No, I just collected whatever i had to yeah the, you can turn it on stunned. are you serious you can turn on the you know, the, the, the 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 smoke to make them go in their holes. oh i kept running back and forth it's like all right the bees are coming back turn on the smoke it it you know settles the bees and then the enemies come out and then you're trying to smack down the enemies and take out the the nectar juice i forget what the fuck they call it oh. honey <laughs> <laughs> sure why okay. not you yeah, know i, I just hmm. said when i ran into the bee room it was just I didn't know you could turn it off with the smoke, so I just used all my health. You didn't know? Is that part of your lightning blitzkrieg uh, tactics for the game that you were talking about? <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were 60% through in two and a half hours or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I was... Like I think the speed run of this game was like three or four hours or something like that. Damn! But I I didn't get nearly there. I think I did the whole thing in like seven, maybe eight hours. I think the game took me about eleven or twelve, but that's only because. Whenever I go into an area, I want to search Scour. everything. I I am a scavenger fucking loot whore. I am the biggest loot whore ever. If there's something you can pick up, because I'm always afraid of missing something. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like there's always a gun hidden away, or there's yep. always a piece to something hidden away, and I don't want to fucking miss it. So I will look over everything just to make sure, and it extends a game which yeah, yeah, no, if, if it wasn't for the podcast it honestly this game probably would have taken me 20 plus hours so i played the game for about four hours before i ran into my issues uh we all played on different platforms from my understanding uh you guys yeah. harry steve you guys played on 360 i played on ps3 you played on ps3 did i did you, wow did you we literally all have different no, I pl- yeah. I played on PS3. Wow. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, I, I I But he got through I, it. I got mine on off of the uh Oh, the, you got the download? The yeah. Oh. I played yeah. the disc-based version. Oh. Clark played the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got to Fort Frolic and could not get out of the Bathysphere station oh. to save my fucking life. Oh. It would crash at any given time. While I was there, um, and I literally could not get past it. Uh, I was experiencing a bunch of issues. Uh, That was a big area when the game launched, and this was a patched version of the game. I deleted it, redownloaded patches, just crashed every fucking time. What Uh, about loading an earlier save? I only had one save. Okay. So, also, it was just one of those things of, like, there was really bad frame rates, and it affected my view on the gameplay for the PS3 version. Now, when I played it on 360, I there were less. It was a lot less buggy, uh, which I think we should talk about here in gameplay. Is the game is not perfect. 
there are bugs, there are some frame rate issues, there's some slowdown if you're doing lots of plasmid use with like a high power uh like uh like the machine gun. Anytime I was using like the machine gun and then like insect swarm machine gun there's so much shit going on on the insect screen swarm would be demanding that makes sense yeah the insect swarm but it was my favorite fucking plasmid it's such a great one to use like it's a distraction it opens up like the criticals and shit like that. i'm, I'm yeah. really sad to hear because usually i'm i'm more of a fan of actually getting the the hard copy on a disc uh, but i downloaded this off of the store for ps3 because that was pretty much my option at the time. And it was probably one of the most flawless when it came to buffering, bit rate, everything else. So I must have had like all the upgrades, which is why at least um, it's it's downloading off of the PS3 game store where it took about five hours to download this goddamn right. game. Right. But um, also, I have a question for you. Do you have a slim PS3? No. You have one of the originals like that? Oh, then yeah, I have the slim. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you... but not the slim slim because there was that one. It was a third version, yeah. Sec- so like Gen 1, then Gen 2, and then they came out with Gen 3. I had like Gen 2. Well, even Gen 2, the components, everything ran smoother on the PS3. Well, then you got the wrong one. I can't help. <laughs> I can I can play PS1 and PS2 games on Congratulations. Oh, so that's I, a, I have a PS1 and PS2 to a, throw it on. I have first I have, gen. That's it. like a first edition. Yeah, yeah, I have I have one of the really good PS3. Well, there's your mistake. You, you bought it when it first came out. They they took that functionality out when, like when the first year or something. Yeah. Yep. That's why you need a Cool. That's why you need those other systems to back it up. I don't have them. I played the remastered version on the PC, and other than trying to launch it to finish, like I had about three or four hours left, and I tried to launch, um, I kept crashing for some reason, and got to the point where Steam asked me if I wanted to launch in default settings, and I said yes, and then got in and was fine and okay, but... I didn't have any hard crashes while playing. It just cut out or anything like that. Um, my gaming laptop is pretty middle of the road for that sort of thing. It's not anything crazy. I don't you have... played on a laptop, yep. not a PC? Nope. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, it's a PC. Well, I mean... Uh, Windows be, laptop. There, there's, yeah. a, there, there's a difference between like a actual desktop and laptop. That's true. Well, if it's a gaming laptop, there's almost no difference. My, yeah. my specs are still good enough that you know it ran fantastic. How old is the laptop? Uh, two years. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's all right. Well, that's not bad. Sixteen at all. gigs RAM. Okay. Um, yeah. Ju- just seven. personal curiosity. That's Nvidia. All. Uh, eight sixty M video card. I haven't had any trouble as of yet with any games that I've tried. Gotcha. But I actually changed the field of view, and I normally don't do that. And I told I told you guys this earlier, I think. But yep. I changed the field of view you guys in this is. game. Sorry. Uh, I made it 120 just to broaden what I could see in all directions because I remembered being easily surrounded in this game. And by doing that, it really changed the dynamic of it for me. So I know I'm the only one who played it on a computer and not on a, not like a vanilla, very vanilla console version of it. But I would recommend if you have a computer that can do it, get the remastered Bioshock version and play that. Well, the field of view thing, I believe, is only in the remastered versions. Oh, of the I game. didn't know that. Okay, that's, that's um, very likely. The because uh, I remember that was like a really big complaint about the original when it came out. Um, 
I, I complained about it. I don't like the fact that you're only seeing the tip of the gun and it feels like you're holding the gun right. up here and there's stuff happening to your left and right side and you can't actually see it on the screen at all and there's no like indicator of it's happening or someone's like standing next to you, you wouldn't be able to tell. You just see health Which, go down. I also, yeah, I also feel like that plays into some of the, like, did anyone get creeped out playing the game? Right at the beginning when I initially, like, ran into the first uh, Splicers, I was really creeped out. Cause when the you were in the pod? Are, yeah, because yeah. the Splicers are really fucking creepy. True. When, when you see them, like, 100 times to 150 times by the time you're getting to, like, the middle end of the game. Desensitized. It, you're desensitized yeah, to it. Yeah, but there are still jump scares within yeah. the game, which and I, I thought that, that really added to... Sorry to cut you off. It really added to the the effect of the game because it's you're going through. Oh, okay. There's some scary things here and there, but there's those one or two pops that are like, oh fuck. Yeah, like, and it just plays into like the creepiness factor of this broken down rapture when you yeah, get to it. Absolutely, everything's leaking, and you're like, well, I'm underwater. Like everything the, shouldn't be leaking. The medical area is pretty horror. Uh, yeah themed i guess you want to say because as you as you progress i guess that's true like some of the some of the areas seem more upscale and less affected by the splicers basically going nuts do you want to know do you want to know something that's kind of interesting this kind of ties a little bit back into development sure but for the development that all the different development teams it was level based that is why there's some dissonance between the different levels and and how like the game does not feel, to me personally, the game does not feel like it's one cohesive game where there's a theme throughout the entire thing. But it could be that you know of its development, so that makes sense in your mind. I mean, well, kind of, but again, like most of the jump scares, most of the interesting lighting, and the things that are like, oh, there's a splicer hiding in the shadows somewhere, you know you can hear him. First third of the game. Yeah, that starts to die off towards the end of the game. The splicers are the exact same throughout. They don't, like, mutate and evolve. They're the splicers throughout the entire fucking thing. They just become less utilized in a way that the level design changes how they play in the game to be more of like, okay, now there's just four of them running at you. And you're seeing them down a long hallway, and it's not scary. Whereas you enter into a dark room where there's only a light in the fucking center of the room. You stand in that light, and then you're just getting fucked up. Yeah. Um. It. it there's I, that one area the fr- where you get the shotgun. All the lights go out. Yep. And you have to defend against them attacking you. And you can only see them glowing. Yeah. I, yeah you yeah, you can't like see them coming at you. Right. Yeah, it's like which, it's wh- like you can see the glow off their eyes and like their backpack or something. Which I was almost uh a little disappointed in the gameplay with that where uh there were certain points where it it made me jump. You know, it it right. took me off guard and I really like that in a game. You know, uh backtracking to an early episode like until dawn there there are times where it just it just pops out and it gets you. Yep. And a lot of games you know, have a certain theme that they're trying to stick through, and Bioshock jumps around a little bit. Yeah, I think where, it ju- I think it juggles multiple themes, is what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, but I I honestly think, um, me personally, I wish they almost took a little more horror aspect because they had a lot more to work with 
because of the the setups and like the scenarios that they put you in and the different lighting and the dynamics because you really didn't know what you were getting into until you were there you would go through the giant turn gate door where you were turning the handle and you walk in you're in a new area and then all of a sudden blap, here's this thing blap, here's another thing oh here's a little bit of calm i'm gonna you're gonna be okay it's a little bit of what right a little bit of calm oh okay. calm calm, you didn't calm. Say calm. not calm. L. calm no um a little cat come uh, let me oh, let me get a couple this words game got a couple words made by cat come hold cat on come. i only have one more thing to say really oh. for my gameplay piece and that's that's really okay. it right. um i think there's i don't know if it's a balancing issue really i like i understand the progression of you know you have these standard enemies yeah and as you progress through the game you become better you're more versed and things like that bullet sponges yeah is that where you're going with this so like the big daddies become very bullet spongy towards the end of the game Mm -hmm. um from what i remember because you know again i only got to the halfway point but also again it's this whole thing of like the first third of the game is scary like your first encounter with a big daddy is terrifying because your first encounter with anything is kind of scary with this game because you really don't know what to expect and they did great with that i disagree Oh, when we get to me, I'll I'll, I'll say my piece. Well, so like so like I I think they're super overwhelming and things like that. Whereas towards the end of the game, you know, you're just like you're downing them very quickly, you're seeing them more, you're you know, like they're not really spaced out as much and they they don't adjust to the point in the game that you're in they just kind of stay the same so they're more intimidating and more powerful in the beginning when you don't have that much ammunition or that much artillery to kind of fight them but right when you become stronger it's they don't change with your character on how it changes. Yeah, I would say the, the only yeah. thing is they get more health. They it doesn't like yeah. it doesn't make them like they don't become more aggressive towards the end of the game like like I'd be fine with the same enemy if it like varied it, it's well, attack. Uh, varied you it, varied uh, it's before attack you go off, I I want to yeah, hear what Harry has I, to I haven't say. had to get a I haven't had a chance to get a word in in a while. Go, go um, yeah, well, you you need to be more aggressive. You be got it. Aggressive. Be be a what do you so, got, Harry? So frame rate. I did have a couple issues throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, mainly, were you paying on P- PS3? No, I was on 360. Okay. So you um, don't have a PS3, do you? No, I do not. Nope. Uh, no, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> um, so I, I did want to mention that because it was mainly when there was just too many enemies on the screen. It wasn't like the the plasmids I was using or the, the, the rapid firing of the gun. It was just mainly too many enemies on the screen. Game just slow down not trying to cut you off that sounds like an actual hardware issue then with the ps3 uh compared to 360 uh just saying because at, from what you were saying the first time you played through clark mm-hmm. and what you played on harry where you were having issues uh maybe it was the the um updates that came out for it and because i got it so quote-unquote fresh like on the very tail end when everything was already done uh, that's so fresh and so clean, clean. I actually think it's a, yeah. it, it has to do with uh, it's a very RAM intensive game, and the the so the RAM on the PS3 is a little bit better than the RAM on the 360, and the second variation and third variation of the PS3 actually have a higher tier and higher speed of RAM. Okay, uh, in the no, console makes sense. itself, yeah, yeah. Um, because I was getting slowed down 
with no enemies sometimes. So that which just is just happening, period. Water yeah, effects. Yeah, okay. like water effects and things like that, like things that are resource intensive. Gotcha. Um, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off before we go yeah, off. Yeah, I want we'll Harry go. to, to get his thing. Go, go for it, man. Uh, so the second thing I wanted to mention was um, the horror aspect of the game. Now, I'm usually... The, probably the biggest bitch when it comes to, to horror games. But you love them. That's this the game, thing. Th- this game didn't affect me at all horror No? I did not think there was anything scary, creepy, anything not, of the sort. Not one jump scare. No, not once. Okay. Um, so I was a little taken aback when you guys were all discussing and kind of gushing over it a little bit. Like, I did not find there to be any scary moments. Oh, I, I'm, not say, I'm not saying... It, uh, like, I'm not trying to, like, gush about it. I'm just saying that, like, the beginning of the game is creepy whereas they it loses that somewhere you know after the first third of the game is over uh, and then it I, just I didn't even find that in the first third though I found really this... like when the when the mm. slicer kills that first person like you didn't think that was creepy I, in the slightest way not really no like I, I was looking more at like the action asset of it but I did I, I think if they were going for a horror theme, they they severely fell short. Then apparently, I don't, we, they, we, I don't think they were. I, I think yeah. we all need to step up our game because if Harry is not scared, then we're not doing a good job. That's it. Evil within. Harry's scared okay. by fog. He's not no, scared I mean, a lot of games scare me. I'm slicers. Like, there are a ton I'm, of games out there that really freak me I'm out. I'm fucking I with just, you, man. <laughs> they, they did not hit it on this one. So Gotcha. Now, the, the one point gameplay, which we didn't really touch on yet, that really kind of drove me nuts with this game was cycling through your weapons and plasmids. It was yep. kind of a pain in the dick. Now, if I can go back and replay it again, I would avoid unlocking the extra slots for my attacking plasmids. Obviously, you got to cycle through so many. To yes, get the one you I, want. I just want... Like, there was so many heated scenes where you're in mid-battle and you are looking for that very specific... Like, let's say an alarm's about to go off and you're trying to fry it with the electricity before it goes off so you can kind of finagle and do the water thing. And I'm trying to get to that shocking plasmid and a boom 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 no i don't need that yeah no, but I at the no i don't need that at the same time to counter that when you bring up the menu it freezes the gameplay oh i wasn't doing the menu i was doing the quick quick swap oh no see there's I didn't the, fu- the, there's the menu's wonky too so I, 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 under- I think they needed better management well it's like i i try to go to the very top of the menu and then with just like click of the stick where it goes up and then the slightest pick when uh the stick goes back down after you give it like a a quick flip mm-hmm. then it goes to the bottom which i understand that's a pain it's a real pain in the ass without trying to like quick cycle through it I guess maybe because I'm just used to, and I'll bring it up again, Fallout. You bring up a menu, it's there. Fallout, I'm used to things moving still in slow motion, and you still have to kind of quick get to it so you have what you want. That's great. With this game, it stopped, which made it even easier. So I can just bring up a, a quick menu where it gives the entire grid, and I have all the time in the world to be like, oh, shock, no, I don't want that. Do I want... Well, I also Frost, I don't want that. Oh, Inferno, yeah, let's go that. Well, I also found cycling through the weapons, I would find myself using weapons I didn't ideally want to use for that particular enemy. Well, you picked the wrong one. Well, because you're they're all equipped. No, 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 like, like, I get it. No, what you're saying is is the the quick switch options suck. Yeah. Like, you, if you're going to have any sort of weapon management, you almost have to, are forced to use the radial things once you get two or three of anything yeah and so i like, didn't know of that I- I- existence until the final boss the radials yeah radial oh, i was always cycling, 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 oh, cycling see that's pc use the mouse wheel 
Mm. Oh, oh, fancy bitch over here. I have yeah, a mouse. Yeah, so that was something that I uh, like read today, actually, was uh, people were saying that the the PC radial menus aren't an issue at all. Right. And, well, I, they're, and they're if probably I, a lot more defined. If I needed something different in a pinch, I just hold shift, and that's where I get the menu where I can pick my plasmid or my weapon and my ammo and go from there. Yeah, now, getting away from the cycling, though, the one thing I really extremely could have done without in this game is the camera. I didn't think it really added anything to the game. In fact, I thought it was kind of a detriment. So you just... didn't use it to oh, I used your it. damage? Oh, yeah. I maxed out a lot of shit. I just didn't care for that feature in the game. No, okay. I, I agree. No, it's like, oh, I'm in the middle of the battle. Wait, let me switch to the camera. And then I just found it more... And again, it was in your cycle of weapons. So when you're cycling through, fuck, I'm on the camera. It just... I don't know. Unnecessary. I yeah, think it's definitely gotcha. unnecessary to the game. Speaking of the camera, I think, and this goes into what I was saying to Clark about the bullet sponge stuff, because Clark didn't get to the end of the game for this run. They actually do introduce elite bouncers and elite rosies for mm-hmm. the for the big daddies to make them... I, I saw that sort of as a justification. Okay, they're more, more difficult. There must have been one enemy type that I didn't take any pictures of or just took f- few because... Every once in a while, like, I'd find somebody, you know, I kill them, no problem. Then I get to this one guy, just a normal Joe Schmo, and I'm, like, peppering him with the machine gun, and it's doing, like, next to nothing. And I'm like, you're just, like, a regular guy. Like, why won't you die? Like, this is pissing me off. You so, chose the wrong ammo. Well, that's true. I know that in, we didn't touch upon this yet. The armor-piercing ammo and the anti—you did? Anti-personal. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I really... I'd fucked up with that so many times from just shooting shooting and then i look down at the little corner where it's like oh right right oh these were your these were your anti-personnel rounds i'm like oh i just kind of blew through all of them they're deadly man when it comes to just a regular person like i would you would mow people down in two or three shots but i would not pay attention to what actual ammo i was using for the gun which i i almost felt like was a bit overwhelming because not only am i trying to select the right weapon to use and then i'm trying to select the Two right tiers ammo, of elements which i i really like the fact that they give you options but it became a bit much at some points I agree. to actually Is, be yeah, able that... to use the the proper ones and then if i was let's say uh i'm running through an area and i'm using uh, a, a machine gun because i know this works better on certain enemies than other ones but i select that weaponry and then I quick switch over to uh, all of a sudden, oh shit, there's a big daddy. I go to the rocket launcher and start popping out frag grenades and everything else. And then, oh, regular enemy after that. And I go back to like the original weapon thinking I'm using the the regular ammo. And I end up using the, you know, like anti-personnel or something else. Right. And I blow through all of that where it's it doesn't go back to the default, which is still user base error but at least for gameplay wise it's it kind of sucked and it kind of doesn't make sense if you really stop and think about it like it's not to the point where it's um breaking suspension disbelief but if you use an armor piercing round on a person it's going to hurt them just as much as a as a as a dumb dumb let's say if that's anti-personnel rounds it's still going to go straight through them yeah it's not going to be like oh haha no big deal here here haha anti uh armor rounds are not hurting me hot no no it malarkey you might say that it is a bit overwhelming because you have all the elements with your plasmids and then you have elements in the ammunition and different types of ammunition at the same time for me playing on it with a keyboard easy peasy if i want to change my ammo i just i just push b if i want to change 
my weapon one or two or eight and and scroll if i really want to it, and it then al- switch to plasmids and scroll there if i need to it really sounds like this game as like a first person shooter is more meant for well, that's how PC i feel about a lot than... of first person shooters yeah, like, well, give me it's... a mouse and a keyboard and and you can get something done instead of having control sticks i mean that's a that's a general aside that's not just yeah, I, I i don't know it's I, I think it's dependent upon the game i I grew up in counter-strike era where playing on pc and then my call of duty days were pretty much all 360 ps3 ps4 which i was totally okay with this right. game specifically i think it's a little bit of a, it's a different it's a different animal okay harry anything else uh no i think i'm good with gameplay yeah i'm good with gameplay think we're all good there i like the final boss i wanted to say that the the i thought it was stab shoot 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 stab i mean it really wasn't that hard but i I guess i like the idea of it more than anything where you have to actually stop and think and use different elements and do whatnot and hit him with the and and the fact that atlas is just like trying to like become a god by sucking all the atom that he can find like i find it i was looking forward to it and got to it and sort of whooped him and i was like oh okay well, instead of just being a boss where you can just use one solitary weapon to take care of them, it's, if you wanted to do it more efficiently, then you had to utilize everything you got yeah, up to yeah. that point. I did want to say that when the first time I played this game, I when we got to the point where you're basically supposed to turn yourself into a big daddy, I remember thinking like, oh no, like... I, I don't want to I don't want to do that. I want I want to stay like be like a like a person. Like I don't want to become a big daddy. Like no matter how the game ends, like I've lost then because I'm permanently a big daddy. This time I was like looking forward to it. I was like, oh yeah, this is the part where I get to I get to uh, screw up my throat and then I got to put on the suit and then I got to get the pheromones, do all that. And I was I was like I remember this and I thought like as soon as I put the helmet on, I was like, okay, I know that this changes the game for the rest of it. But were you guys when you did it? You have to become a Rosie, right? There's no option to become a bouncer, or am I crazy? I don't know. I put on the suit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have like it's one like, oh, singular, like one singular thing to look out of, or did yeah? It's, you have to be a Rosie. There's only one choice, right? Right. Anyway, you're, you're I was looking there. forward to that. I like that. That's a, that's a fun. I think that's a fun twist for the entire game. That the whole game you've been essentially hunting big daddies to either harvest or protect and and save the girls. And then you essentially have to become one. And oh, by the way, you have to protect a little sister, completely flipping the gameplay on its on itself. Which was neat. I was looking. I wasn't looking forward to that part actually. I was. I was like, oh no, here's where I got. I got to protect a. I got to protect an NPC, which is always, in my opinion, one of the worst tropes of video games. <laughs> yeah, Whenever I, I have to do that. It's just a fucking nightmare. And. I actually got through it my first try this time without too much difficulty. I used a lot of proximity mines and hacked everything I could find, which um, I did I, we talk about hacking that much? Well, hold on. Oh, yeah, before really. you get past that part, sure. this is the part where my game actually glitched out once. Really? I had to reload the game because she was stuck on harvesting one of the dead Mr. Bi- Bubbles, help me. Um, where that- she wouldn't continue on the path. Mm. So oh. I was stuck in a room. I had to reload the game. So. Gotcha. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, let's touch on the hacking real quick. Uh, I I just find it as a mini game, which I just like for any game, just something that's a little different, and that some of them got really challenging. It's like especially when you first start out, when you get on the expert ones, when you're trying to hack Circus of Value. 
or uh, one of the ammo machines where it's like it comes down and you have a tube going, you know, top down to the left or top down to the right. And you had to switch them out quick real sometimes and then go underneath and right in front to see where the the, the broken tubes are. Right. I, I, I don't know what exactly they call broken them. Broken tubes or alarms. Yeah, exactly. Which later. Which um, I, I really... I, I really found that a lot of fun. I got tired of it. I I got to the point where I was just paying to have it automatically done. Yeah, or, well, we're making as many automatic tools. as Exactly. I there we go. I, I got so, to that automatic tool. I used the crafting almost exclusively for the auto hacking true devices. Yeah, and yeah, I got to the point where I was either because normally I wouldn't hack the vending machines, and I don't know if I'm playing the game completely wrong here, but I typically didn't hack them. I would only hack the cameras. And if I knew I was in an area that I was going to defend, I'd hack a turret or what have you. And in the beginning of the game, I was like hacking everything, 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 everything. Yeah. And then towards the end, I was like, oh, fuck this thing. I'm just going to blow it up. And oh, there's a camera. Great. Boom. Blow it up. Give me the safe. Yeah. Boom. Safe. Auto. Auto. Auto hack. Safe. Yeah. Auto hack. The turrets would only take out one or two enemies max anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, that was more trouble than it was actually worth. Yeah. But I, I started to get tired of it. And I believe in the sequel, they completely streamlined the hacking they made it much much simpler not yeah. infinite yeah they did um which i don't I, think it's even in infinite if i i meant bioshock 2 when i said the sequel no bioshock yeah. and i did want to say before we move on that i love the shotgun in this game i like the look and design of it i love the fact that you can upgrade the weapons and you can see that upgrade physically on the unit like or on the unit on the weapon like on the gun like you see like now the shotgun has a bunch of gears and when when you run out of ammo like steam comes out like it's like it's a steampunk like shotgun yeah. or um no or that the, was the pretty Thompson neat. has like all these little doodads on it and and steadies it I liked all that it 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 really fit uh the area that you were in just kind of like yeah. where everything was industrial and the kind technology of, that all fit makes that sense. yeah where it was steampunk but that's um this is a it's actually a really great good transition i was gonna say uh it's really great that you said that ralph because now we are going to move into graphics graphics so 1960s steampunk 1920s 50s 1957 was the New Year thing. Was it? Yeah. I could have sworn it was like 1960 was the year or was it that the plane crashed. Uh, okay, it could be, it could be 1960. And the, well, I mean, it was built in like the 1950s, so it still has that whole 1950s. Sure. No, 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 no. It wasn't built in the 1950s. It was built in the 1920s. It was, it was pre-World War II. It was okay. pre, but when you actually got there. Yeah, when you get there, it's the 60s. Yes. It's about so, 40 years. So that's, that's important to establish because this place has been kind of tucked away for, you know, 30, 40 years almost, and I really think you get the mindset of the attitude of everybody because it has, like, that old-school feel to it where, you know, it's cheesy, but it's retro. But you're... Old-timey. You're, you're, you're modernizing the old times. Here we go. Let me know if you guys got the same feel, but the character design in this game, it felt, it, it felt kind of reminiscent of Time Splitters. Does anybody else get that? Like the art style of the characters. I uh, honestly, I, I can never see why you'd go there. I haven't played enough Time Splitters for it, but I've referenced it once already. Um, I'm just going to go Fallout again because with Fallout, you have atomic cars, you have the old houses, you have the old clothing, you have kind of the same thing. Fundamentally, I I do see them as very different, but 
I mm. will, and I was going to say this for music, but there was one song that I overheard, which is either a song that is also in Fallout 3 or it's just the same singer because I heard it and immediately my mind went to Fallout 3. Is this Ralph's Music Minute? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, we'll get it. We're not in music yet. <laughs> I, We're not there I yet. I jumped That's the gun. That's the joke, goddammit. So, graphics. Um, playing the remastered version, everything looked great. There wasn't anything that jumped out that was really terrible. And because it was on the PC, I could adjust any settings I wanted. I'm sure you guys have more to say with your vanilla console. I really, I, I honestly, when it comes to the graphics, I don't have a complaint about anything. The setting and time period that they were going for, I really honestly the think they nailed. It does have kind of a steampunky feel to it, but that's the entire environment. You're in a goddamn underwater city that's connected by tubes and buildings and submarines. You know, Big Daddy, who looks like a, you know, late 1800s, early 1900 scuba diver a lot of the areas are trashed too oh yeah and, and well mm-hmm. as it, as it should be i think it's very aesthetically pleasing um i think it's a very interesting world that they crafted for sure um i like a lot of the effects like the actual you know like using the plasmids and things like that it looks Great, especially oh, yeah. for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do a lot of very interesting things. Again, this goes back to my favorite plasmid, but the whole, like, your hand being taken over by all the boils and shit and then all of the flies and shit coming out of your hand, I thought that was just a really cool way to represent that instead of just being like, I have bees. Yeah. Attack, I, bees. I, I like Winter Blast with all the, the spikes. Yeah. Coming yeah. Out yeah. Of the-, the, the water effects were really cool. Um, they had to nail that one, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, they absolutely had to nail it, and I feel like they did. Um, the overall design of the Big Daddy I really appreciated, too, because they, they took, like, what you said, Steve, like that old, like, diver suit, um, and then really kind of made it steam, like, a little more steampunk. Like, yeah. giant fucking drill, like, electrodes on the fucking back. Like like Tesla's fucking nightmare. They like, souped it up really well. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome. It's probably my favorite thing of the entire series is how they've designed and stuck to all of these different interesting looking gadgets. Everything looks like it works in a way that makes sense mechanically. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciate about it, with the exception of the tubes when you're hacking, because there's no water-based security system. No, well, we'll take that, the hacking <laughs> graphics out of it. That's, that's all I, I can really say about graphics. I, I, I liked... I, so, I, my only complaint is that the game is a little dark. Oh, you mean true. like brightness wise? Yes. Yes. Just brightness no, wise. I agree. It's a little dark. I, I turned up the, the, the brightness quite a bit. I did the, the same thing. See, I don't like doing that because then I feel like it, it really it really bugs me to see brown darkness, if that makes sense. No, I get you what you're saying, where it where it seems a little skewed, where you yeah. know it should Colors be really off. dark, but at yeah. the same time, um I, I think I'm with Harry where if I don't turn it up a little bit. I'm going to be missing more of that detail. Like sometimes if there's like a little bit of writing on the wall. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's where I think it's a flaw. They, they It should have yeah. been a little bit lighter and you get to experience everything instead of having to turn up the brightness. No, I, I think games in general are too dark though. 
I find that to be an issue with a lot of games where I'm constantly turning up the brightness. All those horror games you play. No, but I, I feel like I can't see what's going on in like, no. a lot yeah, of Yeah, I turn the the um the brightness up at least four ticks on Katamari. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're <a> fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um graphically, I did want to mention I really enjoyed that first introduction to the city when you're riding the bathosphere. bathosphere through the outside of the city now it doesn't make sense to have all those neon signs all over in the, the water city. i was wondering about that like too. there was a lot of design to make it look like new york outside of the place and it's like why are they designing something that you're just gonna look exactly but like why are they throwing all this design into the actual city when you're not actually going to actually Venture out into the city, and that was my one immersion. Well, I wish you could submersion. I wish you could have explored outside the individual tubes and everything, so you can see the entire environment. Maybe you can get in like some kind of submarine device and travel around to see the whole city as a whole. Like you don't know how big this place is. Yeah, they never give you any kind of scope of reference. Like how big is this city? I was going to ask you guys if you because we're in the right category. If you ever took the time to stop and really look out the window. A couple times, but not too often. Well, for this run, I realized that I was like ready to fight Fontaine and I hadn't really done that. Mm. Again, I I was about 16 hours in for the game, scrounging as much as I could. But taking the time to stop and look around and really take it in, because it was my second playthrough, I guess I just didn't I didn't think to to do that. But Harry, you bring up a good point that... They put so much into the city in the background, maybe even for a brief snippet, you get a chance to feel how big the city really is by a short level where you get in, you have to go you have to transfer from one building to another and and you get the chance to go in a in a in the tube in a bathosphere you can control i don't I don't know yeah. what it would be yeah, at least something to kind of take in the if they put the time in to make the environment on the outside to at least have an opportunity to go explore it and appreciate it a little bit. Make maybe it a little better. More... Sorry, go ahead. Maybe it's better left in your imagination how big this yeah, is. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, let's uh let's move on into music. Music. I'll say this, uh most I think it's like 60% of all of the tracks in here are uh, licensed music, so it's very possible, like you said, Ralph, that you heard something else in Fallout. It I, sounded I, that way. Yeah. I think there is one song that they might share. Jesus, it wasn't like this. I it wasn't know. like I don't want to set the world Love on fire. It wasn't like that much. Like holy shit, I'm listening yeah. to Three Dog. It wasn't like that, but I was like, oh man, that. I think it's just the same performer. It it sounds weird, but um. For any of you that have played Stubbs the Zombie, it kind of reminded me of that soundtrack. Stubbs yeah, Stubbs, Stubbs has like the same kind of like uh, old timey uh, feel. Yeah, pre pre war. Yeah, like pre World War Two. Like somewhere in like the forties, like early forties, even like I guess mid late war, like late thirties. Yeah, oh, it's, like when you were born. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. oh, when Harry is born, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. The Give sound effects are great, too. Straight out of Compton. The, 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 I, the sound quality of the effects and things like that, I, I thought were I good, wanna, too. I want to agree with you, but I also want to say I think there's some that are hit and miss. Like Some. Some of the, like, any combat sound effect, like, all that stuff sounded great, but those fucking vending machines 
haunt my nightmares. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got so sick of listening to Welcome them. to the Circus, Circus of Value. Thanks, guys. And then, and then you walk. Yes. Um, when it comes to the music. Welcome to the. No, I'm here, here's my, my music minute. So, Ralph's music minute. When it comes to the, the music of Bioshock, I think of The Descent to Rapture. There's a there's a nice piece that I think is was an original soundtrack piece, and yeah. then there's when you rescue a little sister, you get that same like flourish of notes that happens. I just yeah. you hear that over and over and over again. Those are the positives that that stay with me. The negatives are the goddamn vending machines or the alarm sound, or the 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 sound of the helicopter little turrets oh, that God, come at fuck you. Those things. Um, I even <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I like the, the the sound of the big daddies. I like actually too. And there were a couple times when you play as the big daddy, where I was like, "Oh shit, there's a big daddy around!" But it was oh me wait, it's me because yeah. I'm going like exactly. What are your thoughts, Harry? I like the voice work too. Sorry. Yeah, no, the voice work was good. I found yeah. that the and that has been Ralph's music minute. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I like the voice acting. I think they overutilized the radio system because there was a lot of conversations you were having with somebody that was on the screen that was through like some pane of glass or something like that, that they needed to use this intercom system. He needs to play Metal Gear Solid uh, Sons of Liberty. Oh, God. Where people are like having codec conversations face to face. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, other than the random banter of like the um, the splicers in the hallway or anything, the only two conversations you had with somebody in the room were, I think, when you... Um, encounter fucking what's his name Andrew Ryan, Ryan. yeah Ryan. Andrew Ryan and, and Tenenbaum and Tenenbaum like at the end I think maybe you talk Fontaine yeah Fontaine yeah, at the kinda. end yeah kinda and then you run into like Tenenbaum like once or twice but it's like you're never really talking to anybody inside a room it's always through true some glass or, or, true. or an it's always something and I found that was kind of odd that you're not having more conversations to progress a storyline we're certainly like, yeah in person um listening to plenty of conversations either someone by themselves or with other people like with the tapes the yeah, the sure. npcs the enemies essentially them or no i mean like you know you just you enter an area and you haven't seen anybody yet and you hear someone having a conversation on their own like i didn't do it mommy it wasn't me <laughs> so i actually i actually think there's a design reason for that before we get too far away go uh, of why they do that. I, I think it shows the general distrust of everyone towards you since you are, you know, Andrew Ryan's son. You are like a covert type of character that is like, you know, uh, what do they call those? A fucking sleeper agent. Mm. Because you do have a code word that triggers you and people might not trust you. Or it's like, okay, if I'm standing in a room having a conversation with this person and somebody else knows the trigger word and is like, hey, would you kindly kill Miss Tenenbaum? Like something like that. I think it plays into the general mistrust of all the characters have towards you. I could see that. Definitely. I was pleasantly surprised I had forgotten that there is a brief section where you're chasing Fontaine and I actually saw his character model. And I didn't remember seeing that. That's right before you become the big daddy because you need a little sister to open the door for you. Yeah. You chase after him and you see him. And I actually, I think I took a couple shots because I caught up to him and could shoot him but couldn't harm him. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say it. Yeah. But that doesn't really count. I think he was still talking to you. He was, he was like talking to you, but he was running away. Yeah. And we weren't using the radio. The only thing that really bothered me sometimes was if you were trying to listen to the tapes or something started automatically playing, and then you ran up to one of the characters who you 
you know, oh, spoke through within the glass and they overlapped, overlapped each other. I mean, I even, I keep subtitles on for all of my games because, you know, sometimes I play with the volume a little low and not always with headphones, but I would at least want to read everything so I know what's being said. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. And they they overlap each other a good little bit. Yeah, I got you. Now. But more, more positives than negatives when it comes to the sound design. And I assume that the vending machines are some kind of satire. It's pretty clear that that's the case, and they're meant to be that annoying. Circus of Valiant! Shut up! Oh, God. Give it another one! I got enough of it. Fine. Well, if you feel that way, goddamn Ralph, fucking asshole. Let's I'm going to cut on. my ears off. Yeah, cut them off, and then just give me your final thoughts. Final thoughts. You don't need ears for that. Well, damn. Dick. That escalated. You know what? I'm going to start with final thought. Thank you, Andy, because if it wasn't for you, I probably would have never done it. But now I'm probably just going to move on. I'm just going to skip number two. I'll go on to Infinite, just continue Bioshock, but at least I actually got to play the original Bioshock. And it wasn't for you, sir. Wouldn't have happened. Thanks, Andy. So that, that literally is my final thought. Ralph, give me your final thought. I had a positive experience with this game when I played it almost 10 years ago, and going back to it, I think I enjoyed, enjoyed it even more. The The remastered version, being able to tweak the settings, uh, knowing what I was in for, being able to look forward to it, and overall knowing what to hoard, what to not, what to put Adam into, like, whatever plasmids I didn't it, want. You because... put him into Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Double guns, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no one made that joke. Well, well done. <laughs> we, got, we got to this point. <laughs> Um, I think Bioshock is a tentpole shooter for, for the generation, and people can dispute that, but I, I remember really being surprised at how much I liked it and enjoyed it. turned me on to the, the series and Kevin, Le- Kevin Levine and, and his works. Uh, Ken. Sorry, sorry, Ken, Ken Levine, Levine, not Kevin. Sorry, Kenneth. My mistake, Ken Levine. I really feel that the setting is so unique that it gets it gets a lot of credit for that on its own like other other things could have sucked but the setting is just it's very thought provoking it's it's not a typical shooter it's not oh nazis bad you good you know it it really sucks you in and i think the developers for whatever difficulties they had you know should be commended i i think i think ultimately it's a fantastic shooter and all the elements that are used in plasmids and atom and everything, the the choices you have to make, the big daddies, all of it. I really enjoy it. I'm not going to gush anymore. Clark, final thought. Uh, so when I when I initially had played the game and played through it, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this time going back, it it does show its age a little bit uh, as a as a, a little bit of an outdated shooter. Now that I have played, you know, Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite, I personally, I think Infinite is a more polished game in general. So I would definitely suggest, you know, definitely continue on with the series if you're playing through the first one. Maybe skip two, uh, except for the multiplayer. Multiplayer is dope. I think the game is definitely worth playing. I will say this. If you're going to play the first one, my only recommendation is to actively avoid it on PS3. Uh, I, I, I know the difference is going to, like, there's going to be differences in people's experiences with the PS3 version. I would say avoid 
the PS3 version in total. Um, it's the like uh, you know it had a really bad launch. It had a really really rough launch on the PS3 specifically to the to the fact of people were giving it entire letter grades and entire like you know it 10 points difference and score and shit like that like it, it had a really rough launch sounds uh, like a half-life and and actually i mean even more so to the see the uh disorganization of what 2k was there was a different director for the ps3 version when they ported it from the xbox version so like there is some fundamental differences uh, with how the game handles and things like that. So I would just say uh, avoid it. Get the 360 version or one of the remasters because uh, that's touched so many hands that it's probably the 360 version that you're getting anyway. I do think it's a great game. I do like the story. Uh, I think it's polished uh, in a way that makes for a very interesting game. Thank you, sir. Harry. Cool. I'm not going to ramble on too long, but I did Liar. enjoy my experience with this game. I actually enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Hmm. Um, being that this game is getting kind of up there in age at this point. 10 years old. 10 years old, yeah. Um, Wouldn't stop you from playing Left 4 Dead. (laughs) Hey, 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 you watch your goddamn mouth. that game is polished gold, that's why. It is. Ah. Um, But no, I think this game held up remarkably well, to be completely honest with you. Um, I didn't love everything about the game. In fact, I I thought it was a little long. I think they could have probably trimmed it down a little bit and not lost any kind of importance coming from the guy that blew through it in six hours i know but i'm just saying like towards the end there i was thinking well things are starting to drag a little bit i'm ready for this to wrap up some padding becoming a big daddy's padding (laughs) yeah Um, oh god that just sounds more uncomfortable than it does sound uncomfortable Uh, oh gosh forgot to mention this in gameplay but i think my favorite section of the game is the entertainment district where the guy is like nuts and trying to we create haven't the, mentioned that sorry he's trying to create this perfect work of art with pictures dead of bodies. dead yeah, bodies. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was I, I enjoyed enjoyed that part of the game i actually got lost at that part of the game quite a bit because it's like this big mall of a maze or maze of a mall yeah. however you want to phrase sure, it yeah um Sorry to cut you off. Did you kill him before he opened the glass for you? When he's walking down the stairs, and there's that one... Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get the glass. glass. I, I no. killed him, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I killed him, too. I found out afterwards, if you just let him walk down, he would open up that extra pod so you can get that plasmid upgrade. Sorry, I was just yeah, yeah. curious. Um, one of the other things I found frustrating is spending your atom to unlock um, the plasmids. It's It's a very tight resource, um, in the game, and especially with some of the, the, the plasmids having three ranks of leveling up, I found myself wasting some that, like, I would buy a level two, never use it, and then all of a sudden a level three pops up. Um, you could just, essentially, if it's one that you're not using a lot, just go right to the level three. That's what I did, yeah. And then you save yourself all that. Yeah. I ended the, with a surplus. Yeah. So I found that frustrating first time going through, not knowing that there was going to be all these tiers to mm-hmm. some of these plasmids and really trying to be careful using the atom. But overall, I did enjoy the experience, and I, I think that'll be reflected in my grade coming up. There we go. Well, speaking of the grade, let's move on, guys. Time for the score. The score. It rhymed. I didn't plan it. Give us the score, you whore. 
Oh, Jesus. I don't want to hear it nevermore. Well, you you got that dirty mouth, Ralph. What's your score? 90. There it is. 90%. All right. Harry, score? I'm going to give it a 8.0, which ties with Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, me, personally, I'm going to give this B+. Arbitrary Clark. Nice. Um, I'm going to give it... One definitely memorable experience out of a somewhat glitchy launch of a mess. <laughs> I thought you were going to say That's one fair. big daddy out of two little sisters, but never mind. No. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was not. Well, on that note, thank you, everybody, for joining us again. So, for a special delight, we have uh, some interesting things coming up. Uh, we're going to have a couple spinoff episodes, uh, Harry and Clark. I wouldn't even call them spinoff episodes. We're just doing something different for our next two episodes. Mixing it yeah, up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit for uh, the next couple. Uh, so Harry and Clark are going to review Destiny 2, one of the biggest launches within the past couple months, most expected games Last for... Month. It's not even a month old yet. <sighs> how, how do you say it? Destin? Destiny. Destin, Destiny. Never heard Two. of it. So yeah, we're going to be doing Destiny 2, and then and you guys are going to be doing Wolfenstein, right? Yes. Wolfenstein, Ralph, the new Wolfenstein. BJ Blaskovich. Yes! So uh, that's, that's what you have to look forward to. And then... Um, there might be a little bit of specialness after those. We'll be shooting Nazis. They'll be shooting warlock Cabal. robots. Cabal. Cabal. The Red Cabal. And we got... All right, well, and then you're going to have to uh, stay tuned to see what comes after that. Got a little special treat for everybody. So again, thank you. We love you. Send your support. And... Over.